This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. Welcome into the show. It is Friday, November 4th, 2022. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at OurSuccessGroup.com. So today, Terry, uh, we've got Judd Seifert going to be joining us from Stakes Manufacturing, and uh, he is doing some amazing work uh, talking about disability inclusion in the print industry and and just really kind of carrying the flag for that. And and I think this is so cool because um, you know we'll, we'll let Jed talk about it, but you know there's a lot of really good reasons. Um, to, to do this, to, to be a part of this conversation, to, uh, you know, look at this for your company and, and whatnot. So um, I, I think this is a discussion well worth having. We, we had uh, Jed on as part of the pre-Printing United kind of group, and uh, he gave us a little highlight uh, then. And uh, so I'm looking forward to kind of hearing where they're at. They had some great stuff happening at Printing United as well, Terry. So, um, yeah, excited uh, to have him here today. And then before, sorry, I got to say one more thing. I, I doubt my dad's actually listening, but just in case, uh, it is my dad's birthday today. So I just wanted to wish him a happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Monty. <laughs> there, we there we go. So, um, yeah, so we are got that. Uh, we're going to have our new section here in just a second, but let's uh, check in with some of the regulators real quick, Terry, if that's all right. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, just as a forewarning here, Eric is uh, feeling a bit under the weather, so... Uh, you know, Terry will be keeping things moving forward while I'm trying to push buttons. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Kingsbury Craft. Good morning. Thanks for being here. We've got Todd from Fat Dad Wholesale checking in. Good morning. Yusta from Sweden. Uh, we got Kristen and Amanda from Printing United. Good to see you this morning, Amanda. Thanks for being here. Um, and Ramona and Mr. David Gross from Condi Systems. So. Terry, we've got some people tuned in, even without Eric here, to, to spread the good news. So uh, <laughs> exactly we, we need right. you guys exactly that are right. listening in to get out there and share this. Make sure that uh, everybody's tuned in, because this is a topic that you, you definitely don't want to miss. Yep. All right. All well, right. Terry, shall we uh, get to the news segment? Or, or, or you know, Let, like I said, you just tell me where to go, and I'll push Let's hear the news, Aaron. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring in Cassie from the Apparelist to uh, hear the latest news. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, so, yeah, a big thanks to you guys again. I couldn't resist rocking my two regular guy shirt this morning. Um, so the news, uh, October, we're going to do a quick wrap up. Lots of things happening. Um, Y'all already kind of pointed to it, but Printing United Expo, massive success, right? I mean, if you attended the show, the energy, the excitement, it was just unreal. I've never seen so many people hugging. Um, it was really clear that we were ready to be back. We were ready to see each other again. Um, personal shout out to Jed because he did lead a disabilities inclusion session there. Um, and that's become like a personal thing for me and for Printing United Alliance. So thanks, Jed. Can't wait to see the rest of the podcast today. Um, so there's my shameless plug, Printing United Expo. Really awesome. If you want to um, read more of the wrap-up articles, head on over to apparelist.com. Um, in the spirit of, you know, good things happening in the industry, obviously Jed's going to talk more about that later. Um, wanted to call attention to something really cool that Sanmar is doing. So Sanmar invested in the expansion of the Motivo School, and that's in Honduras. Now that foundation was set up to just provide education to kids um, in a safe space, something for kids who weren't previously, you know, getting the education they wanted or needed. Really cool initiative um, that will fund 22 classrooms, a computer lab, additional staff. They have this goal of adding 600 students, which I think is just a huge goal, but probably pretty achievable. So. 
Shout out to Sanmar for doing that. Um, another shout out to a company doing something good. Haynes Brands launched a sustainable fashion initiative in the Dominican Republic. Um, I really like this because it calls attention to the topic of sustainability in the apparel industry. I don't think it's any secret. It's pretty wasteful. Um, so this initiative um, is really targeted toward reusing textiles and also um, reducing waste, right? So um, how can we do that in the apparel and fashion industry? There's a lot of companies doing really cool things like this. So shout out to Haynes Brands, everybody who's doing you know something sustainable. I think that's just really great news. Um, plenty of headlines happening, like I said. If you didn't get to all of them, make sure to head to apparelist.com. We have plenty of articles to share. Um, subscribe to the Apparelist newsletter. We share all of the headlines every week. And that's about it, guys. So thanks so much. Back to you. All right. Thanks, I love so. the new. I love the new segment. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, it was great, and Cassie does such a good job. And um, if you go and if you are watching live, just uh, pick up your camera phone and uh, point it right above. Take a picture of Terry, but you can also take a picture of the QR code right above him there, and that'll take you over to Apparelist to uh, to get signed up. Very nice, Terry. You are a fantastic Vanna White. So at some point, that reference won't play anymore, but it, but she's right. still around, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I believe so. <laughs> all right. So again, uh, thanks to Cassie. Great. Yeah. Really good stuff. And, and check out all that stuff. Um, we will also have that in the show notes and, and you can uh, check all, all that stuff out there. So, um, all right, Terry. You were listening to the podcast version of the show, Cassie was wearing her two regular guys t-shirt. <laughs> That's right. She totally was. She totally was. All right. Well, um, Terry, one other thing that, uh, and I'm going to see if I can find the banner in here, but, uh, we are, we've got only one week left to get your Reggie nominations in. And so make sure that you head over to, um, two regular guys.com forward slash Reggie's. And, uh, yeah, so Terry, maybe just real quick, give folks a, a rundown of kind of what, what to expect next week once we have all these nominations in. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the 10th annual Reggie Awards, who knew Reggie, meaning the regular guys awards. And, uh, uh, you know, Aaron, I've done my nominations and just you and I each get our one uh, opportunity to nominate people just like everybody else. And, and uh, these nominations are all from the people, people from the industry. So um, go in and and you do have to nominate in seven categories. And by the way, you can't you can't nominate the same person in every category <laughs> that, that gets bounced. But uh, yeah. there are clear instructions over there uh, on on how to do it. And so next week, what we'll be doing is every person, every company that's nominated is going to be mentioned on the show. So if if we get a uh, hundred people for best customer service, we're going to go down the list so that. Everybody gets recognized, even if you're uh, not in the final vote. And what we'll do is we'll take the five, or if there's a tie, the the six top nominations, and then we'll start voting. And uh, come December, we'll have our our award show, and uh, all those all those winners. We're going to try our best to get each and every one of the winners on the show that day, and uh, of course they'll get their plaque and their official two regular guys coffee mug and. Looking forward to it, and it gets bigger every year, Aaron, and uh, and uh, super excited about it. Yeah, I, I am too, and and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing all the names. Um, yeah, I, I always stay out of it, right? Like I, I can go see right now, but I don't because it, it just it's really important to me that this is the people's choice, and there's no you know, nobody thinks that we're we're manipulating this in any way, right. shape, or form. So, um, like you said, we get our one vote and, uh, I, I put mine in and then I leave it, you know, I can see yep. how many nominations we have and, and they are starting to come in a little bit more hot and heavy, but a little lighter than years past so far. So maybe they're just waiting to the last week here, but don't forget to uh, get your Reggie nominations in, go to two regular guys.com forward slash Reggie's. And, uh, you can, uh, do that right there, Terry. So, now, Terry, normally in this uh, location here, this space, we would uh, we would have a dad joke, but we're gonna we're gonna flip things slightly because uh, our guest uh, has told us that uh, he's got a dad joke. So we're gonna put the pressure on him, and he's gonna bring us a good dad joke here in just a second. But um, let's let's hit here a quick word um, about some uh, 
mindset stuff, and then we will uh, we'll, we'll get uh, into the rest of the program here. Does that sound like a, a good plan there, sir? That sounds like a plan. Let's do it. All right. Now I just have to find it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to share with you three mental states most business owners struggle to master. It's goal setting so that you believe it's possible. It's facing fears to be able to step outside of your comfort zone. And finally, taking action, even when you're not sure what action to take. Now, 90% of the challenges business owners have faced have nothing to do with the nuts and bolts of running a business. It's not the accounting, the production, or even the marketing. It is the mindset. Now, as entrepreneurs, we need to cultivate a mindset that we were never taught in school. All right, well, just head over to that uh, link you saw at the end there, uh, our success group, dot, or I'm sorry, osg.link forward slash mindset, and uh, that'll take you to a place where you can learn a little bit more. I go a little bit deeper into it from that stage. So, All right. Uh, well, Aaron, since we're going to pause on the dad joke and the one that I had plugged in, I just put down there at the bottom. So we have, have a couple down there in our back pocket just in case. <laughs> but <laughs> before we go any further, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two the number two regular guys with your show ideas. And if you are listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys podcast with all your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon podcast, wherever you do your podcast listing, we are there. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions and, and uh, any experiences you have uh, with this uh, uh, inclusion as well. So uh, yeah. looking forward to having Jed on and having a lively conversation. Yeah. Well, how about we stop looking forward to it and we actually do it. Are you ready for that? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Jed Seifert is the co-founder of Stakes Manufacturing, a print-on-demand and wholesale apparel printing company out of Cleveland, Ohio, where they are passionate about inclusion and currently employ a number of individuals with different disabilities. Stakes was recently awarded the APSE 2022 National Employer of the Year, recognizing their hard work building an inclusive workforce employing people with disabilities. So uh, welcome into the show, Jed. Gentlemen, great to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome. Hey, hey, uh, Jed, I'm not sure what the story is, but all of our listeners from Cincinnati just logged out. I'm not sure what that's all about, but <laughs> I don't know. The Bengals fans don't like me. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. They don't like the companies in Cleveland. I, don't, I guess it's a state, state rivalry. I don't know. All right, I, I just made that up, but it was it was a good uh, opportunity to. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> all right, Jed. Well, Although we... Joe Burrow went to my high school. As an aside, <laughs> he's having a rough season. Where, where's Joe Burrow from last season? I don't know. You know, that's the way it, the way it happens. That sophomore year, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Jed. Well, I, I know people are on the edge of their seats because we we really kind of set you up here. So we need that dad joke first and foremost. So I'm going to give my dad joke, but I'm not trying to steal your sunshine. You still got to give your dad joke too, okay? I just like <laughs> right. I just wanted to join the party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I dropped the dad joke last time I was on the show, so I felt yeah. obligated to, you know, keep he, up keep it up. You so, you were, right. so we appreciate you showing up ready to go. <laughs> all, right, so here, all right, so here we go. You ready? Yeah, let's hear it. What did the left eye whisper to the right eye? Don't know. I don't know. What what did the left eye whisper to the right eye? Psst, hey. Something between us smells. <laughs> that is truly a dad joke. That, that is fantastic. I, I cannot wait till my son gets home from school tonight. I will be telling him that joke. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the one I had uh, stashed away. Uh, uh, Aaron, um, did you know that no matter where I go, I like to bring my ukulele? I did not know that. Yeah, because that way, whenever someone asks if I play an instrument, I can say, I play a little guitar. <laughs> ah, the groaning and and I'm sure the eye rolling is happening in, in mass right now. Aaron, you got one? <laughs> oh, but boy, I, 
I probably told all mine. I'd have to go to the data base to find it. So does that work? <laughs> all right. So. I'm re, re uh, putting mine back into the outline so I don't tell it again and think, why does everybody saying I've heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so Jed, let's get started. Uh, the way we start most of our interviews, uh, tell us how you came into the industry. Absolutely. So um, it's about 15 years ago. Um, my business partner is my best friend, Vince Bartosi. We've been best friends since we were five years old. Um, we founded a skins company. So we were doing vinyl skins for iPods, cell phones, laptops, um, back in the heyday when those were popular. Um, we had licensing deals with everybody from SpongeBob to the Beatles to Muhammad Ali to Kim Kardashian to South Park. Um, and, you know, our entire business model was print on demand because we serviced thousands of devices with thousands of pieces of artwork. So we couldn't, uh, could keep really an inventory of anything. So that was sort of our first foray into printing. We were printing on the 3M vinyl, using Mimakis and Roland printers. Uh, we sold that company in 2011 and then took our experience and knowledge of the print-on-demand business model, um, as well as our um, extensive group of wonderful partners, um, and partnered with a screen print company to launch a print-on-demand apparel company back in 2013. Um, we grew that. And then in 2019, we had the opportunity to acquire that division from the company, um, rebranded as Stakes Manufacturing. Um, and we are all things uh, printed apparel at this point. So it's been about 15 years we started on uh, the vinyl side and now live on the cotton and polyester side. You're, you're, you're inches away from being industry veteran. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in that ballpark. I like that for sure. It well, feels like both a lifetime as well as just yesterday. All <laughs> <over>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Jed, I, I've had the opportunity to hear um, a little bit more of, of the story too, about the, your process into inclusion. Um, so let, let's, I'm going to just ask you to start there. Uh, you've you've got a, a special connection and a reason why this became uh, important to you and, and, you know, before you even took this to this next level. So would you tell us that story as well? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, my brother has Fragile X, um, which is the leading known genetic cause of autism. Um, and, uh, you know, so I've been highly involved in the disabled community since I was young working as a mainstream counselor, a special Olympics coach. Um, my entire family's highly involved. Um, and then about 20 years ago, my brother got a job working in the mailroom of the Securities Exchange Commission, and it changed his life. He's worked mm -hmm. ever since. It gave him the independence to move out of my parents' house, get his own apartment, pay his own bills, be happy, fulfilled, make work friends, uh, be a great employee. And uh, it didn't just change his life. It changed my family's life. Anybody who's got a family member with disabilities, you spend the majority of your life wondering what's going to happen after you die and how are they going to support themselves? Yeah. Um, so this opportunity really allowed my brother to be able to support himself. You know, he went from a dependent living in my parents' house to an independent taxpayer, you know, paying all of his own bills, supporting the local economy, using public transportation and, and all of that. So, you know, it's always been near and dear to my heart and, and really wanted to take the opportunity to try to provide that same opportunity to other folks, right? We wanted yeah. the, the disabled community is one out of every five people or more in America have disabilities. So you're talking about wow. the largest minority in the entire country Yet the unemployment rate for people with disabilities is over 80%, which is staggering. And that's not because they don't want to work. Uh, and, and that's really what we set out to change. You know, really wanted to set out to change it both within our company, uh, but then also lead as an example to make change industry-wide. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so tell us a little bit about why inclusion makes sense for for all the businesses out there that, that are listening to us today. Yeah, absolutely. So 
and I guess to kind of keep going on the story of how I got involved too. So, cause I think that plays into it. My brother, um, back in 2017, my brother got awarded, uh, employee of the year by seek seek is a disability employment service provider in the DC, Maryland area. And what they do is they help companies hire or, or well, they help them find screen hire onboard and train disabled employees. They'll also help manage and they'll also help train your managers as well. And um, so in 2017, uh, I went to this event where my brother got this award and it was really a moving type of thing. And, and, and they asked me to join the business advisory council. And that's where I really started to learn the model because I didn't understand it before. And I think the main reason people don't hire with disabilities is not because they don't want to, it's because they don't necessarily understand the model right? They don't understand that these organizations are state funded. They're free to employers. So right? like, where else can you find a free hiring agency that's going to train your staff and train your managers to make them better, you know, to make them better. Um, so, you know, but what I noticed once I got involved with that is that the print industry, they weren't, they, we service hundreds of different individuals in the DC, Maryland area at embassy suites and Hilton and national Institute of health and balanced gyms but there was no printers. So I'm going, well, this, this doesn't make any sense because it seemed to be such a natural fit, right? Um, while we're a digital print shop, there's similarities to what we do with every print shop in the country. And the reality is most of the jobs on our production floor are repetitive. Some are low skilled, repetitive, some are high skilled, repetitive. Well, repetitive tasks are where people with disabilities flourish. It's where people without disabilities actually get bored or maybe think it's monotonous and you have a high turnover rate in a lot of those positions, right? So, um, and I think oftentimes people think of people with disabilities as just fitting into the low skilled rep repetition, right? And that's not the case. We've got, we've got a lady with cerebral palsy who does our inventory reports and audits because she's got a degree in cybersecurity. We have a gentleman who's man, you know, who's work, you know, operating, you know, our three quarter of a million dollar cornate equipment. We've got folks that are shipping packages. We've got them really individuals in all the different departments. Um, so, and what we found to answer your question more specifically uh, is what we found is, you know, we, we set out to really change the lives of the individuals that we hire, but we, what we've seen is a real ROI for our business, right? You know, um, it's taught our staff and our managers empathy. Um, it's brought them together. I mean, people in departments that had never spoken together started working together more cohesively as a team, and we had never seen that. Managers became better, right? The, the reality is that your job as a manager is not to focus on people's disabilities or their weaknesses, right? It's to focus on their abilities and their strengths and cultivate those, right? Yeah. So, you know, it helped our managers do that, not just for the individuals with disabilities that they were supporting, um, but for the entire business, right? It also we started to see people's performance pick up. Uh, our third best warehouse employee at a 50, and that's based off of speed and accuracy, has autism and is a graduate from our school to work transition program that we have set up with the county. And, you know, when you're getting your butt kicked in your you know, performance KPIs by somebody who's, you know, got some challenges, it's, it's, it's highly motivating, right? Uh, I think it also, um, there are, our happiest employees, our most reliable employees. Uh, and it makes everybody, it's contagious. It makes everybody else happy and, 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 and brings people together. And it really takes, you know, makes our company, which has grown quite a bit over the last few years, remain sort of more intimate in that family atmosphere. We kind of call it, um, for lack of a better term, the, the, the anti-Amazon culture, right? Because that's, <laughs> that's who we compete most with for employees. And, and we've created a very inclusive environment, not just for folks with disabilities, but LGBTQ and, you know, every race, religion, age, you know, we really want anybody and everybody to feel welcome. And when you have a diverse set employees like that, it also brings other new ideas and things that you wouldn't get if you just had every employee looks the exact same, you know, so that you bring other experiences and knowledge and ideas to the table, which is, you know, better for the company. So we've seen a tremendous impact across our business um, without it having any detriment 
to our performance, which I think is extremely important because when we talk about hiring people with disabilities, this is not charity. And if you're doing it for charity, it's going to be short-lived. You know, this is, this is meaningful employment. This is mutually beneficial. It has to be reciprocal. You have to hold these employees to the same standards uh, because at the end of the day, you're still running your business, right? You know, you want to make your social impact, but the social impact can't come at a cost of your ability to perform for your partners and to have a successful, healthy business. So um, we've seen a tremendous impact and we're trying to help, you know, spread that to have everybody understand how much this can benefit their business. Well, it's going to give them the warm and fuzzies for doing the right thing. Uh, it's bigger than that. It's going to make their people better. It's going to make their company better. It's going to strengthen their culture. Um, it's going to improve uh, employee retention has been another big one, right? Uh, you know, a lot of the folks with disabilities have filled positions that we see a much higher turnover rate. But what we've also seen is it's improved employee retention for folks without disabilities. You know, I had a manager say to me, I tell this story all the time, but I had a manager, you know, a warehouse manager. I said to him, hey, day one, if this ever impacts your ability to hit your, you know, performance KPIs, you got to let me know. And um, I came back to him a month later and said, hey, you know, how's this impacting you? And he said, hey, you know, I used to just move cotton around a warehouse. Now I come to work and I feel like I'm actually changing people's lives. That's a level of fulfillment I've never received at a job before, right? So that those type of feelings, uh, you know, and we see it from a lot of folks. We've got other individuals on our staff that have disabilities, but have never admitted that they have them because they're scared that that's going to mean that they don't get a job, but then they find out that we've got this inclusive environment. Now, all of a sudden, those folks feel, feel more welcome. So it really touches every point of your business. And it started as just like a vision and an initiative. But it's truly become the fabric of our business and our culture. So, you know, and we and we expect other people to reap all the exact same benefits, whether you're a, a small mom and pop shop that's got just a few employees or whether you're, you know, a multi-billion dollar publicly traded company, um, whether the individual is working full-time for you or part-time, um, you will you will see all of those benefits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Jed, this is, I mean, you talked about, I think something that like kind of hit me a little bit as you were talking about it was when you mentioned, you know, if this is charity, it, it won't last. So can, can you dive a little deeper into that and just kind of, I mean, as you say it, it totally makes sense because it's got to, it still has to ultimately make sense in the long run. But, but, you know, when you come into this, like you said, you kind of started there, but now you saw the benefits. So explain a little bit more about that statement, if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, look, we're running a business. We all have to perform. We all have expectations. We all answer to somebody, whether it's our partners, our clients, you know, internally to make sure that we have healthy business. So, you know, none of us can afford to have employees on payroll that are going to just take up resources and not perform. And, you know, and I think that that is oftentimes a preconceived, you know, an incorrect preconceived notion of folks about people with disabilities is like, Hey, I'm going to hire this person, but they're not going to be able to perform as, as well as our other employees. That's not the case. Yeah. Now you might have to tailor some of the training early on, right? Maybe it takes the person, you know, three weeks to train instead of two weeks to train. And maybe you, you, yeah. you, you tailor the training materials to specifically how they better learn, but that goes with people without disabilities too, right? Some of us learn better from listening. Some of us learn better from seeing some of us learn better from writing things down. Right. Yeah. Um, but once you get those employees going, you know, they should be some of your best employees. Right. And that's the expectation you know, and we've had to make sure that our staff knows that too. We had one employee who um, would fall, would fall, doze off at the job. And I said, well, hey, you know, some, you know, so-and-so sleeping. And they're like, yeah, well, the, you know, they only do it for about five, 10 minutes and they're up. And I go, no, you got to hold them to the same, you got to hold them to a standard, right? Same standard. Because at the same time, we're also trying to teach these individuals, you know, what independent, responsible employment is at the same time, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the beautiful thing, too, is with these disability employment service providers, they provide the added support to, you know, to support your team. Because I think a lot of folks also go, well, we don't have the resources. You know, our guys don't know how to deal with people with disabilities. Well, you got these service providers who will come out. They'll do an audit of your business, right? They don't need you to even know what position you're trying to fill. All they need to know is you're opening the door to let them see your business. 
they're going to review all of your entry level positions. And what you think might be the position that makes the most sense might not be. We just had a company do an audit. They thought it was going to be somebody that was going to be in their finishing department, but it turns out the best opportunity currently open is data entry. And data entry is a huge category for folks with disabilities. Again, there's this huge spectrum of disabilities, um, higher functioning, lower functioning, more detail oriented, more, you know, more physical. There's all different types of them, right? So, you know, it's about finding the right employee for the right position that's going to excel in that position, not somebody that you're just hiring so that you can feel good about yourself. Again, because then when money gets tight, the economy goes to crap, uh, you know, those are going to be the yeah. people that you cut ties with first. So again, it's got to be reciprocal in everything you do, right? Everything you put into it, you should get out at least that amount. And yeah. that's going to be what's going to make it a long-term thing and not a program or initiative, but actually become just the foundation of how you do your business. Yeah. Wow. That, that's just so, yeah, it's so incredible to, to think through it in, in that manner, you know, and I, I, I do think that a lot of people might come to this You know, some people are, are touched by the situation. Um, Sharon here, uh, is, says got on late. Uh, so I have a special needs son and want to do this. Can't wait to rewatch and learn more. Right. Um, this is my wife, uh, Kyleen, who also has got some experience. I have an older son who has autism and that uh, she's a, a great stepmom for. So she says, this is wonderful. Thank you for bringing awareness to this population of people. As a former vocational counselor for people with disabilities, the sense of purpose, pride, and fulfillment they feel when working changes their lives for the better. And 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 I think that's so incredible to, for me to continue to wrap my brain around here as you talk about this, right? we just want to make people's lives around us better in general and, and being able to, you know, do this for a, a wide range of people, completely inclusive. Um, I think that's uh, really incredible. And we appreciate you uh, kind of carrying that flag a lot, Jed. So. No, th thank you very much. And, and again, it's not just changing the lives of the individuals with disabilities. We feel very strongly that it's, changing the lives of all of our other employees and exposing a lot of them to things that they've never been exposed to. Right. You know, and yeah. we're in a time right now where inclusion is actually um, really picking up momentum, right. You know, the, yeah. every company has a DE and I statement on their website. Um, it's just unfortunate that oftentimes, you know, we talk about race, religion, sexual orientation, all those good things. And then, you know, disabilities is always kind of like the forgotten part of it yet it's it, again, it's the biggest minority in, in the country. So, um, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to, and it's not, you know, the credit's not to me, right? It, the credit is to our business um, and all of our employees and our staff and everybody has been incredibly supportive of our vision and, and what we're trying to accomplish. And, um, you know, when we won the APSI award that you mentioned in the intro, you know, that's voted on by all the disability employment service providers nationwide. So that was a really meaningful thing for us. And my brother got to come see me get the award, which was one of those kind of beautiful life moments because, you know, him getting his employee of the year award inspired <laughs> me to get involved. And then he got to see us get employer of the year award. So, yeah. you know, it, it was pretty cool. And, and, and we've seen a lot of support in the print industry as well. You know, Cassie was on earlier, and I want to give her a big shout out because, you know, her um, and Josh and David and everybody from Print United Alliance have been extremely supportive in helping us tell the story to try to create an industry wide change, you know, and, and, and impact it to not only tell people all the benefits from it, but also to give people a step by step guide of how they can get involved and reap the benefits for their business. Um, and even if they're not ready to fully commit at least yeah. what what is step one to how I can start learning about these services and supports to see if it's a good fit for my organization. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into those nuts and bolts and, and you mentioned printing United. So I needed to bring up Amanda's comment as well here. He says, uh, Amanda from printing United says, I love that Jed. So true to actually be immersing employees and holding everyone to that same standard and not just feeling good about yourself for the hire. That is truly what makes this experience for everyone genuine and inclusive. And so, um, I think really good. So 
Terry, you had some questions about uh, about Printing United, actually. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I didn't get to see the panel because I was working in a booth, and I know Aaron, you were you you were just running full time all over <laughs> I, that. I got back there, and I'm like, there, this the, the, it was packed. There was like nowhere to sit. I'd be standing in front of people, so I kind of hung out on the side for a little bit, but then I had to run. So <laughs> I'm excited to learn more. <laughs> well, yeah. So Jed, talk to us a little bit about that panel and and. Uh, you know, uh, who, who else was there on the panel with you and, and what it brought to light for the audience. Absolutely. So, um, it was a very cool panel that, um, you know, I was really humbled to be a part of, um, you know, the panel was the printing industry uniting around disability employment. And we had a very prestigious group of industry leaders. Um, some who are direct competitors at every other moment of the day. Uh, but everybody, you know, came together to say, hey, this, this is bigger than, you know, this is bigger than just our competition. We can all come together unified because this is this is something we all believe in. Um, and the panel kind of came together starting about six months earlier, really. Uh, once I kind of told my story to Print United Alliance and told the, the, the stake story and about my brother and our co-founder and all of our staff and um Print United uh, Alliance was really just very supportive. They wanted to help tell the story. Cassie did a bunch of videos. Um, and during that process, what happened is, is uh, people started to reach out. People started to reach out to us directly to say, hey, how do we get involved? This is pretty cool. We didn't even realize that there were these service providers. Um, folks started to reach out who already had you know, employees with disabilities. Um, and it was a really cool thing. So. You know, some of these companies that weren't weren't hiring folks with disabilities yet started to, you know, look into starting programs. And um, so we had a great group of panelists. Uh, we had uh, Jekka, um, the CCO of Corny. We had Ross, the president of Rock. We had uh, Ryan, the, the, the founder of Ryanet and, and Made Labs. We had Taylor, the VP of, uh, of Lawson. And we had Nabil, um, the founder of Lane 7 Apparel. And all of them... I think the really cool aspect of the panel was everybody was in different stages of their journey, right? Hmm. Um, Nabil and, and Lane Seven, they had uh, just gotten started, and and they just you know re had reached out to me, and I connected them um, through APSI with a local uh, disability employment service provider in their area, and they had just started the journey, and and um, it was a, a moving moment where Nabil you know talked about how. Um, you know, he was deaf in one ear and hard hearing in another ear and how that impacted his ability to get a job earlier on in life. You know, a story that hadn't even heard before the panel, which, you know, was really, really cool to hear. Right. You know, and then you've got um, Corny and Rock um, both found that, you know, we worked very closely with both of them and uh, they found out what we were doing and they were two of the first people to reach out to us and say, hey, how do we get involved? So. It was really cool that, you know, they're already in the process, you know, Corny's looking at evaluating their disability employment service provider. Rock's already signed on one is in the process of hiring their first person. So, you know, and then you got Ryan, you got Ryan from Ryanette and they've had a couple, they've had a couple disabled employees for years and they do the exact model that we do at stakes. They work with a local disability employment service provider. So it was great to kind of hear you know their side, their side, their side of the story, and their experience working with the providers, and um, and then Taylor, uh, he's got an individual with disabilities working for him, but had, but wasn't necessarily aware of you know the disability employment service provider, so he's been doing it the hard way, unsupported. Um, so he was excited to find out about that to see how those supports might help him um, with his individual employee, or if he wanted to scale it. So it was really cool to just see everybody from different parts of their journey, but everybody unified. And, you know, the reaction was, was incredible. You know, we got after the show, it was, there's been an outpouring of support for the message that we were getting across. But more importantly, um, there's been people that have reached out that want help getting started. And we've been helping to direct them to resources, you know, and, and you know, the panel ended with a, you know, a call to action, which I'll say here again today, which is, you know, we want to challenge the entire print industry to hire one person, each company to hire one person with disabilities over the next year. And I don't care if it's part-time. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of folks with disabilities who are only allowed to work part-time 
because of archaic laws that say they'll lose their social security if they work too many hours. So, you know, we really want to see the, the print industry come together, join forces to not only make a change within the print industry, but then the print industry, which has been behind the times on inclusion, can, can go to become a trailblazer and show other industries how you can unite together to impact change within your industry because even the biggest industries, once you're in them, they're, they're, they're pretty small. And once you get a, a good group of people impacting change, you know, you can move mountains. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I think that uh, probably a lot of our listeners are surprised that the these disability services uh, are, are available and everywhere. And and uh, the thing that, you know, when I've uh, been involved in this in the past, the, the ongoing support was was really what uh, what surprised me and uh, was so beneficial to to all those employees that you know they they the 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 services they were in there all the time making sure that you know uh, if there's any retraining need, that needs to be done things like that so um, it, it's um, well as I said I, I believe that a lot of companies have no concept of this and and that that the the opportunities are there. Yeah, I mean, so you, they're going to literally they'll screen and find. So the the the, the best the best of the disability employment providers will will really tailor it based off of what your need is in that position, right? This isn't just oh, you got an open position, I got one employee, throw them in there. No, because what we're also trying to do is this is about the individual's pursuit of their own happiness. So we want to put them in a position of a job that they want to do and they're excited to do. Right. So it's got to be a good fit. So part of it's matchmaking and screening, you know, and they take a lot of the, the challenges out of it. You know, people with disabilities tend to not interview well. Right. So if you try to go to hire them through the same channels and the same sort of process as you normally do, you might not end up hiring them because, you know, hey, you have an interview with someone who's autistic. Maybe they don't really talk much in the interview. But that, that the same person is going to come to work and just go to work, right? So they help support with that process so that you don't get caught up there. But then the, you mentioned, Terry, that the continued support is incredible, right? The retraining, the helping. Um, the big one is safety, right? You know, making sure that you don't have – look, what's safe for me is the same thing that's going to be safe with somebody with disabilities. But oftentimes we don't even look at safety as organizations, right, enough. So anything that we do from a safety standpoint – is really helping every individual in the company, not just the, the, the individual with disabilities, right? So there's a training, there's helping. The other thing is you might get somebody who's not a good fit, right? So it's about, hey, this person isn't the right fit, whether it's company culture or the job. So let's get that person out and replace it with somebody else, right? Yeah. One time I heard somebody say, hey, we hired somebody with disabilities. It didn't work out. And that was it for us. And I looked at him, I go, well, if you hired a woman, and it didn't work out, would you never hire a woman again? Because, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, and these service providers, they'll also help you with things that you're not maybe gonna do. Let me, I'll give you two examples, right? My brother, uh, as I mentioned, worked at his job for 20 years. Two days in a row, he fell asleep at his at, at his job. That can get you fired, right? Well, they told they told his count, job counselor, his job counselor told my parents, which no employee is gonna call somebody's parents, right? So. <laughs> And and turns out that my brother had had his medication changed the week prior. So all they had to do was adjust his dosage of his medication. But it was like he was literally getting drowsy from the drugs he was taking. Took, took a day to get his medication readjusted and it never happened again. We had a gentleman in our facility who's a great employee. But during his break, we have these signs and staging lanes. He was turning them around. Just a nervous <clears throat> tick or whatever. Um, and they're like, well, what do we do? And I said, well, did you tell the, to talk to the employee about it? They're like, yeah, you know, we did, we did. And I said, all right, well, did you tell the job counselor? No. Well, they told the job counselor, job counselor, talked to the employee, reiterated it at home and it never happened again. So, you know, and those are just, those are just teeny little examples. But the point is, it's like, you don't have to be equipped or experienced to support it. And most of the stuff that you're going to deal with is just positive, right? But yeah. with any employee, there's going to be times where there needs to be correction or making things better. And and, and they provide the supports to do that. Um, and they also help train your manager. So your manager doesn't have to figure out, well, how do I train this person with autism? And how is it different when I train this person with Asperger's? Is there a difference, right? So 
that continued support is incredible. And again, it's free. So you're essentially getting a free hire trainer and manager that's going to help you grow this. And that's going to have a positive impact on your entire business. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. All right. Well, I, I said nuts and bolts, right? And, and I love your call to action. So let's, let's, let's give people how to do this, right? So you, we just talked about all these free services, but, but how, how can somebody get started? What, what's, what's my, what should I be doing right now? I, I'm excited. You've got me excited. I'm, yes, I'm on board for the call to action. What do I need to do? So step one, I, I believe is to um, get, find your disability employment service provider. Okay. okay. Um, and step two is also to start changing your regular ads. So even during the process, while we were trying to find a local organization in Cleveland, um, similar to the organization Seek that supports my brother in the DC area, um, we started putting in all of our ads that we were an inclusive business, that we hired people of all abilities. Um, and as I, me I mentioned the example of the lady with cerebral palsy before, who, who does our warehouse audits and reports, she came organically just through seeing in our ads that we hired people with all abilities. So you can just start by changing the language in your ads and that will open you up to um, this workforce that maybe you're not seeing applicants from. Uh, the second part, but I think the most important part is finding a disability employment service provider in your area. And there's a number of ways that you can go about doing that. So number one, every single state has a vocational rehabilitation office, right? Um, so you can reach out to your, your, your voc rehab office and you can tell them that, hey, you're looking to hire folks with disabilities. It's different from state to state. Some states, their vocational rehabilitation office actually provides the services themselves where they'll help you find employees and, and train them and all that good stuff. Some states don't, and they'll refer you out to other local nonprofits that they work with. Um, so that's one resource. Another resource is APSI, who we mentioned before. APSI is the National Trade Organization for Disability Employment Service Providers. So you can reach out to them at APSE.org and um, you can ask them for a local service provider in your area and they'd be more than happy to assist you. Um, there's another wonderful organization called the ARC. Um, the ARC has all types of services for people with disabilities, um, one of which is employment. Um, and it's different from state to state, but they can either help you find employees and hire and train them, or they can refer you out to a local organization. And you can find them at thearc.org. Uh, um, and then you can also reach out to me. I'm Jed Seifert. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm more than happy to help anybody and everybody um, to get directed to some local resources in your area. Um, and then I think of the last great resource is uh, I sit on an organization called the CEO Commission, uh, which was founded by the National Down Syndrome Society, SHRM, as well as um, Voya Financial. And part of it is, you know, champion inclusion in the, and helping folks get started. Uh, and the other part of it is also trying to drive policy changes to, uh, as I mentioned, some of the archaic laws that hinder people with disabilities from working to their full potential. So um, those are some really great resources between, you know, APSI, your Voc Rehab and the ARC, you should be able to find somebody very easily. Um, and then it's about, it's a matter of, you know, reaching out to that organization. And then just like any hiring agency, you got to find the right fit, right? You know, some hiring agencies are going to be more proactive than others. Some are, you know, better fit for your business, whether it's culturally or you just you just vibe with them, right? Um, and some areas you might not even have a choice, right? You know, if you live in Cleveland, you might have seven to 10 choices. You live in a more rural area, you might only have one choice, right? But those are, those are some really good options to get started. And again, don't get caught up trying to figure out, oh, well, this is the exact position I'm gonna hire for. Um, I need a person that's gonna be this type of person don't worry about any of that. All you got to do is be intentional to open the door to talk to them. Because then what they'll do is they'll come in, they'll evaluate your business, they'll find out what positions you have open versus what employee potential employees they have to figure out what's the right fit. And again, there's not a one size fits all model. You know, there's part time employment, there's full time employment. Um, we also have a school to work program, we've partnered with our um, local county school system 
So we have uh, a program with the local county school system where 12 interns a semester will work two hours a day with us. They get high school credit. They get signed a, uh, an on-site mentor. And the goal is by the end of the semester to turn them into independent employees. Um, most of the time it happens even earlier than that. Um, sometimes it, it doesn't happen till the end. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Uh, but for the most part, you also get supported by, you know, job counselors while you're doing this. Um, you know, and some of our, I mentioned our third best employee from our warehouse. He's a graduate from this school to work program. Uh, so then once they graduate the program, if it's a good fit for them and it's a good fit for us, um, then they get the opportunity for full-time employment. So there's also, you could also reach out to your county school system because there are other school to work transition programs and you don't even have to set up a school to work transition program at your business the way Stakes has, but those programs in your area can feed trained employees to your business. So for example, we have a transition program set up here in DC with Hilton and Embassy Suites and folks that get trained from those programs then get hired into other companies and they come, you know, with professional experience and, 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 and can be some of your best employees. You, you know, um, my, uh, I, I kind of backed into this experience uh, when I was in Kansas City when we were jobbing out packaging to, uh, to a workshop for special needs uh, uh, employees. And it, it was, uh, you know, and, and it was working really, really great. And then, of course, one of the counselors said, you know, we have employees that could come to you as well. <laughs> and so it was kind of through the back door and, and it was just a, a tremendous experience. And, and, you know, just like you're describing, they came in, they, um, uh, they did all the training. They, 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 they brought the employees uh, in a van to the job site every day. They picked them up at the end of the day. And uh, it was just, a, it was, it was a win for our company and, and by accident, you know, 20 years ago, but talk to us about some of the wins you've seen in, in the industry. I mean, a, a big one is just the momentum that we've been creating, right? The fact that, you know, organizations, you know, as that are publicly traded in this industry are reaching out to us individually to say, Hey, how can we get involved? I mean, that's, that's been tremendous. I think from a personal level, um, I had an experience with a, one of the pa uh, parents of one of the individuals that worked from us came into our facility. I got a chance to meet them and they just started crying and telling me that, Hey, you know, that's not my kid. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, I've never seen him so focused and responsible and so driven and happy and on task. And yeah, so to, to kind of have those moments where you feel empowered that you go, oh my God, I actually can change people's lives. It even sounds corny to say change people's lives out loud, I feel like sometimes, but like, and I'm not special. State, my business partner, Vince, he's not special. All of our employees, we're not, actually we're all are special. But I guess my point being is like, everybody can do what we're doing, right? Yeah. Um, and, and once you start to, kind of get a taste of that, like, oh my God, I can change an individual's life. We just wanted to go bigger and bigger and said, oh my God, well, if we can change one person's life, you know, now we've got 20 employees with disabilities and 12 interns and we're going, well, let's not, let's not stop there. You know, let's, let's, let's look outside of these four walls. So I think the momentum that we've been getting in the print industry and, and the reception is it's been extremely gratifying and, uh, it definitely gives me the warm and fuzzies and, and, and makes me feel like I'm, you know, doing more than just selling t-shirts, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, I think the, the biggest win. And, uh, and then the other biggest win is the culture that we've created at our business is so unique. People walk in the door and they feel it the second they get in there. It's not just me saying it like you literally, it feels different than, really any other manufacturing facility I've been in. So um, I think that that's also a super cool accomplishment that we're really, really proud of. And uh, we're hoping to help other people find all those same big wins and all that same sort of gratification. Yeah. 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 That is incredible. I mean, just like you said, just experiencing that and just experiencing these stories here right now, 
you know, I, I, I start to feel a little bit emotional about it. And, and that's that warm fuzzy that, that shows up. So I love that. Um, all right. I have to. I, oh, so that's OK. I, I just wanted to you you say what you're going to say, because I'm going to change gears on you here real quick. <laughs> I was just say, you know, this is also solving I, what I think is one of the biggest issues facing our industry right now, which is hiring. And I can't speak for everybody, but it's as hard for us to hire as it's ever been. It's as competitive as it's, as it's ever been. Um, so we're really challenged to get employees into the door right now. Um, not only keep get them into the door, but but retain them. So um, you have this entire untapped workforce that is ready to go to work. Not only are they ready to go to work, but they're going to be some of your most re reliable employees, and they will be some of your longest tenured employees as well. So it, this is also something not just to help the community, not just to help the culture, but there is a real deal issue that we all face right now. And there's a solution staring everybody in the face. We just have to open up our eyes to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. All right. Well, so I was changing gears a little bit because we we're talking about resources. Um, my wife jumped in here and said, another resource you can use is the regional VA vocational rehabilitation and employment services uh, to help veterans who have disabilities. So, um, yeah, so you've got uh, all these things in, in the spirit of Veterans Day coming up here, right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, Jed, I, I've got one last question for you here because we're running out out of time, and this has been incredible. But, you know, you've got the call to action, right? We've got that. But what what's next, right? What, what, what happens from here? I know when you and I had a chance to talk privately, kind of you gave me that, that roadmap, that vision a little bit for you. Yeah, I think what's next for us is um... – I think we're just getting started in the print industry. So we want to, we want to turn sort of momentum and buzz and people having interest into true action. You know, I'd love to be sitting here with you a year from now and say, Hey, X amount of organizations now have hired individuals with disabilities that a year ago did not have them. Um, I really want to see tangible results instead of, you know, everybody just sort of high-fiving and agreeing that this is a good thing, right? We, we need to see actual tangible results. So number one would be seeing tangible results within our industry. Um, and then I would love to use our industry as a case study to go to, you know, colleagues in different industries and say, hey, look, this is the roadmap that we did in our industry. Yeah. Here, would you, you can follow this same roadmap in your industry, no matter what it is. <clears throat> and then, you know, the goal is to make a, you know, change, you know, really change the world, right? Change the way that people are looking at people with disabilities, bring them back into the workforce. Um, we're also going to continue to fight the fight to change some of these policies that are archaic. I already mentioned one about limiting people's hours and then they lose their social security. There's other policies like if you get married, then you go from having two people's benefits down to one. So there's all types of different policy change stuff that needs to happen at the government level. Um, and then I think the last thing that we really want to see, too, is we really want to see all these organizations and companies, both in the print industry, outside of it, screaming from the mountaintops and being proud of it. Right. We want to see people. Sometimes people think it cheapens it, but it's quite the opposite. Exposure is what builds momentum and what gets other people to, to kind of follow suit and do the same thing. So, you know, there's some, a lot of incredible organizations out there that have disability inclusion programs, but still aren't putting it in their ads. I know when I found out that Lyft was working with a bunch of disability employment service providers to create a partnership to help uh, individuals with disabilities get to work. I stopped using Uber and only used Lyft. When I found out that Walgreens and CVS had just huge disability inclusion programs, I stopped going to other drugstores. But what we need to do is start seeing it in the ads. So like Voya Financial is a great example where they'll put it in their ads. They'll put employees with disabilities in their ads. They'll also put that they have financial savings programs, you know, that are tailored for folks with disabilities. So we want to start seeing it more in the public eye. We want to start seeing it in TV commercials and magazine ads. And we want people to be proud of it because we believe, um, and I think the younger generation, even more so than our generation, wants to work with companies that are making an impact that aren't just a service provider, but are doing more. So I think that's sort of the, 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 the grand big picture is, hey, Let's change the print industry, get tangible results. Let's use that to change other industries. And then let's get everybody to start actually exposing this to the public and being proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. All right. Well, Terry, we're, we're Jed said it. We're a year from now. Jed will be back, and we'll, we'll expect first week in November. Report. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, uh, regulators out there, time to take action. I, I love that. Uh, I love the vision. I love it. Like you said, we're all high fiving. I think we're all excited about it. But what what's the action that's going to take place here? And and that that means you guys, the regulators, you got to start putting this stuff in into play in your industry. So, um, you know, Jed, I think that uh, the takeaway here is. Uh, for everybody listening is, well, how do I get started? And I think you've shared that uh, very well today. But tell us one more time how folks can uh, reach out to you. Yeah, so uh, I'm Jed Seifert. Uh, easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty quick with responses there. Um, if you reach out through stakesmfg.com, our website, you can, you can get in touch with me through our contact form there. Um, the other resources are, as I mentioned, we're appsy.org the arc.org or your state uh, vocational rehabilitation office. Uh, and then I will also be doing um, a speaking in event at ISS. Um, and the speaking event at ISS is just going to get into even more detail about sort of how to get started and how to do it and what to expect. And we'll have a, a Q and a to, to hopefully answer anybody else's questions. So um, hopefully you guys uh, can, 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 I'll see you there. And, uh, Hopefully I hear from you even before that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Fantastic. make sure you're reaching out to Jed and, and uh, you know, I, I mean, reach out to Jed and share your wins with him, right? He's got to keep track of all this somehow. So right. <laughs> that's, that's another great point. If you already have an inclusive workforce and you want to just share your story, uh, I'm constantly being reached out to by different media outlets and other things. And we're always looking for more folks that want to tell their story. So if you're already doing it, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear your story. And, and, and if you want some exposure for the story, we'd love to help in that capacity as well, right? This is a, this is a unified vision for us all to work together. And it shouldn't, shouldn't just be my story being told. It should be everybody else's. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, we'll get all, all of those links into our show notes as well so uh, people can reach out to you. Jed, thank you so much for your time today. This has been incredible and um, just love love the story and, and keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing, sir. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Thank you for supporting the mission and providing us a platform to keep championing it to the industry. Love what you guys do. Um, and uh, next time we meet, it should be over chicken wings. Uh, Absolutely. Long we met that happen. Like too many times. It's time for us to actually <laughs> execute on it. <laughs> yep, that's right. Let's have those Very chicken good. wings. Awesome. All right, Jed, have Thanks, a great Jed. day. Have a great one. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. That Terry. was an awesome show. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Just incredibly awesome. And, and just, uh, you know, like I said, I there were moments in there that those stories were hit me. You know, I do have an older son who's got disabilities on the autism spectrum, and and like Jed had talked about, you you think about that, right? You you wonder what's going to happen when we're gone, and how is he going to be able to kind of continue on? But with people leading the charge like Jed, and and just in general, um, you know, I know a lot of folks that I get to work with in in the, our success group. They've got family members and and people that are close to him, Sharon who uh, jumped in earlier, uh, talked about that. And I know she's got a son with autism. So, um, and then Jerry Dahlheimer here said, uh, what great information. Thanks for informing us about this. So, uh, yeah, really, really cool to, to have that honor, I guess, Terry, in a sense. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, that's, that's what uh, 10 years of two regular guys is all about trying to share education and information with the industry. And there's always, more and and new information so i guess we need to do this for another 10 years all right yeah 10, 10 more years so we'll have jeb back all kinds of commitments happening today i know we're, we're, <laughs> jed's gonna year. be on first show in november next year <laughs> that's right we're gonna have chicken all the wings shows. chicken wings that's right that's right when we do the live show for sure all right well terry speaking of live and uh, out in person what uh, what's happening for you sir i know there, there's still travel in your 2022 here there is. I am going to be leaving this afternoon for Chicago. I'll be doing my uh, complete screen printing business course at Atlas Screen Supply this weekend at the last uh, event of the year there. And I'm going to wrap up my screen printing classes here in Phoenix at Workhorse Products. That will be December 10th and 11th. Still have a few spaces left for that class. All of my 2023 classes so far, and they're going to be more, uh, but all of the classes for Atlas Screen Supply and Workhorse are on my website, terrycombs.com, and uh, always adding to that. How about you, Aaron? What do you have coming up? Yeah, so no more uh, 
work travel for me this year, but uh, I am participating in the virtual applique getaway and uh, trying to find the, the link for it in the banners here, but uh, I'll just share it anyhow. But <laughs> that, that starts on November 15th. So if you have not grabbed your ticket for that virtual applique getaway, uh, looks like a fantastic lineup of, uh, of speakers and, and, you know, they've, They've asked us for uh, giveaways and, and goodie bag stuff. And so there's lots of, lots of value to uh, be part of this applique getaway. So if you go to osg.link forward slash virtual AG for applique getaway, uh, that will get you uh, where you need to go. I'll see if I can actually put it in the comments. If Eric were here, you know, it'd be much better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Eric pops them up before we say them. That's uh... <laughs> I know. I know. He, I know where you're. Not... I know where you're going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got this. I got this. Uh, um, so, um, it, so yeah, that, that's that's what I've got going on to kind of close out the year. I can't believe that uh, we're talking about closing out the year, but yes, we we are to that time. So we'll start talking about 2023 here <laughs> shortly. But uh, for now, that that's it for me. Um, and just as a report on Eric, uh, he is under the weather, but uh, he's he's efforting to get better. So he's going to be taking kind of today off. No, no take up today. So um, make sure that uh, you wish him well, but uh, he will be coming back strong and uh, and ready to hit the ground running next week, he says. So uh, also he does have a new article out in Graphics Pro Start Here issue uh, called Craft to Commercial. And uh, you can check that out. And also uh, you can look up his latest stitch types for line work. Um, that can be found in the November Images Magazine UK edition. So we will get links to both of those things into the show notes, Terry, so that uh, people can click on those things. So when I have the uh, the show uploaded here sometime this weekend, maybe uh, or early next week, we'll... You can go over there to uh, two regular guys, the number two regular guys.com to check that out. So, all right, Terry. Good. Well, anything that we missed here? I think it's uh, time to wrap it up for the day. All right. Well, Terry, like you said, it's time to wrap it up. We want to thank Jed Seifert for his time today and for all that he's doing. Again, make sure that you're reaching out to him. Uh, we will have his LinkedIn profile, but easy to find. Just search, search up Jed Seifert on LinkedIn. Um, great way to connect with him. I think that's how I originally connected with him myself and uh, really appreciate his time uh, today, Terry. It was it was awesome. And uh, Eric Campbell at ericcampbell.com. We uh uh, wish you well. Hopefully you're going to feel better. And, and you, I think you're taking a well-deserved day off. I don't recall you ever taking a day off. <laughs> and, and, and Aaron certainly appreciates a reminder of, uh, of what it's like, uh, of all the things you do for us. So, Yes. Uh, it, it, I mean, I always knew that what he did was amazing, but uh, this, like you said, it's, it's a good reminder that uh, we are, Eric's help is invaluable. Um, so next week, Terry, we already mentioned at the top of the show, but let's, let's get another reminder out there. Reggie nomination announcements happening next week. So you have until Thursday at 5 p.m. Central time, right? That That's a hard close, right? So yeah, don't, I mean, don't call us 501. Yeah, you're welcome to email me afterwards, but uh, it's not going to do you any good, right? We, we've been down this road before. Um, so you, you, you've got to get those nominations in. Um, and let's see if I can, well, just go to tworegularguys.com. There's a big banner at the top and you can click on it and get those nominations in. We will be recognizing everyone next week and then we'll be determining who's going to be voted on after that. So uh, again, go to tworegularguys.com to check that out for that show next week, Terry. I'm really excited about. Me too as well. All right. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.